Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, which is a two-part episode, I sit down with Eve Gelb, who is the Vice President for Healthcare Services with Scan Health Plan. The episode with Eve, or the segment with Eve, focuses on CalAIM, which is a new initiative that many of you might be familiar with that is providing additional supports and services for the Medicaid or Medi-Cal population in California and members that are particularly with SCAN Health Plan. Part two of the episode has SCAN-backed MyPlace Health CEO, Robbie Potharst. The organization MyPlace Health is also backed by the Commonwealth Care Alliance. In this segment, Robbie shares how MyPlace Health is really focused on the PACE model, which is a growing model across the United States that's giving folks one place to get their care, but also social support as well. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us on YouTube, popdolphpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your shows. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Eve, good morning. Thanks so much for joining the show. Good morning, Gavin. How are you? Doing so far so good today. How about you? I'm doing well, thanks. You're welcome. All right. So, Eve, um, as you may know, um, we've had some of your colleagues on the show before, and we like to kick off the shows by getting to know you a little bit. So, could you give us a fun fact, hobby, something kind of outside of the workplace about yourself? Um, outside of the workplace, I love to bake. Uh, have all my grandma's cookie recipes, although uh, she's from South Africa, so sometimes I couldn't find the right ingredients here, but I try. Okay, nice. Now, when you bake, do the items actually end up getting eaten or thrown away? At my house, my kids bake, and then they don't eat much of what they bake. Uh, well, in my house, we eat what we bake, uh, but <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we eat them all or we, uh, we give them to friends. Nice. And if uh, people uh, know that you bake, what's your specialty? What What are you known for? What's one of your favorites? Uh, so I'm known. So my grandmother was Granny Jane. I'm known for Granny Jane's custard cookies, which are like a, a butter cookie sandwich with custard powder in them and then sandwiched with raspberry jam or apricot jam or marmalade or something like that. Wow. Is that a common thing people bake? I, I'm not too familiar with it. Yeah, you know, people bake sandwich cookies, but yeah, it's um, it's just a thing that is different and people love. And in fact, like I've been at SCAM, my current job for 25 years, and I started there as a trainer. And if you graduated my training course, you, I baked you those cookies. So oh, nice. there, there are a lot of people who've tasted those cookies at SCAM. <laughs> that, is, that is a nice touch. Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about your background. You mentioned your grandmother is from, uh, from South Africa. Were you, were you from there too? Or tell us where you grew up. Yeah, I was born there, but we moved here when I was about nine. Okay. Um, and uh, my mom always told us we moved uh, in the middle of an El Nino and right after Elvis died. So she moved us to this country and the streets were flooded and there were Elvis shrines on people's front lawns. And she was a little nervous about the country she moved us to, but yeah. we survived. <laughs> do you recall? So you were nine. So you, you I mean, I'm sure you have memories from yep. that. Uh, do you remember seeing Elvis things as a kid and, and the floods or is that? You more know, I, I remember Ventura Boulevard flooding. 
Um, I, you know, I wasn't so tuned into Elvis at the time, but I remember Ventura Boulevard flooding and sandbags and all sorts of stuff. uh, Okay. Fernando Valley. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you move here when you're nine. Uh, So you mentioned Ventura Boulevard. So I'm thinking like LA, San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Yep. I grew up in Tarzana. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that was uh, a neat place to grow up. And then. Um, I ended up going to uh, school in LA. My dad was trying to keep us all close after we moved continents. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I went to school there, and um, that was a great experience. And then, you know, right now I'm I think tomorrow night UCLA is playing in the in the March Madness tournament. So I'm a Bruin fan all the way. All right, awesome. Me too. That was the first college I was introduced to uh, at a young age. Uh, my grandfather was a UCLA guy. Uh, are you doing a March Madness bracket? I am doing a March Madness bracket. Yes, I am. I am so and, thrilled to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and it's called UCLA all the way, baby. So, <laughs> so it might not be it might not be based on you know sports statistics. It's based on passion. <laughs> yeah. So is that the name of your bracket or the group? My bracket. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, good luck. I think they're a number four seed in their region. Um, and uh, yeah, best, best wishes. I know last year was a pretty amazing year in Harvard. It was. Oh. It was very exciting. Yeah. Awesome. So a UCLA fan. Now you eventually, so you studied anthropology there at UCLA mm-hmm. and then you eventually studied public health in Texas. What, what brought you out there? Yeah, actually public health in Louisiana. And uh, I went to Tulane. I am so sorry. Let yeah, me... that's all right. After that, I went to Houston uh, to go to Texas Children's Hospital. So um, I studied public health because um, I've always been interested in the health of a population. You know, I deal with um, I work with a lot of social workers and there's micro social work and there's macro social work. Right. And so I see public health as the macro part of healthcare. care. Um, there are a lot of people who are individual practitioners, nurses, doctors, physical therapists, et cetera, I was always interested in more of the macro side as much as my father was pushing me to be more of in the micro side. Um, So it was super exciting. I had uh, never been to New Orleans before. Uh, Tulane's an awesome place. New Orleans is an awesome place. Uh, I think graduate school and that limited time was better than (laughs) four years there. I don't know if I would have survived four years with um, all the partying and things that happened there. Yeah. Um, But uh, it was a really great experience. And um, I focused there on homelessness and infectious disease spread in, um, in shelters because we're at the, at the time, so how old I am at the time, it was, after the HIV pandemic, but um, TV, TB had come back and there was uh, multiple drug resistant TB and it was spreading through homeless shelters and other infectious diseases were spreading through shelters. So that's what I did my my project on and, and focused on. Wow, that is uh, that's some intense stuff at a young age and, and really neat. And that, that there's a connection now today in the work that you're doing today, which we'll get to in just a moment. Yep. So. Uh, you eventually make your way out to SCAN and you've been there. Do I have it right? Uh, 25 years, around 25 years? Yes. March 17th, 25 years. Oh, wow. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> also March Madness. Wow. Uh, congratulations. I hope they're doing something to acknowledge you uh, for 25 years. Yeah, we, uh, we get a nice acknowledgement. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. So give us a, well, let me backtrack a second. Many of our audience, if for repeat listeners or viewers, will be familiar with Scan Health Plan. So rather than give like a, 
you know, three to five minute explanation. Could you give us like a 30 second, 60 second reminder of who Scan Health Plan is and your your general population? And then we'll jump into CalAIM. Yeah, so uh, Scan is a not-for-profit Medicare Advantage plan. Um, We are in California, Arizona, and Nevada. Uh, We serve about 270,000 beneficiaries and we are one of the largest um, Medicare not-for-profit, Medicare Advantage not-for-profits. And that not-for-profit mission is core to who we are. We were founded by 12 angry seniors who didn't have the access to the supports and services they needed to live independently. It wasn't so much about healthcare, it was about social services. So we started as a social service organization and then became a healthcare organization, which is really interesting when you think about social determinants of health, social needs and health equity and where we are today. Um, These 12 angry seniors were pretty visionary. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned your Medicare Medicare Advantage plan. I think when when myself and others may hear Medicare Advantage, we think of kind of the traditional 65 plus folks with Medicare, Medicare Advantage. And then we when we're talking about CalAIM, we're thinking of, you know, the Medi-Cal side of, of things. Can you share with us your population focus with CalAIM? Yeah. So um, since our founding, because we've been really interested and focused on integrating social services with medical services, we've served duels, people with Medicare and Medi-Cal since our founding. The state, you know, allowed us to serve the duels. Um, and then various things happened with um, Medicare and Medi-Cal. And eventually we um, we created um, what's called a, a FIDE-SNP, a fully integrated dual eligible special needs plan. So a subset of our SCAN membership is in this special needs plan. Um, they qualify for it because they are fully dual. So they have full um, Medi-Cal, Medicaid benefits. They have Medicare and they're over 65. That's our current criteria. Although we're working with the state to see if there are other things we can do there. Um, And so a subset of our population is in this product and this product integrates both their Medicare and their Medi-Cal services. So it is the one-stop shop for beneficiaries to get all of their coverage in one place. And we are the only one in the state of California. Wow. And uh, so you mentioned uh, off the air how there's some similarities to PACE, but a little bit, but it's a little bit different as well. And later in today's show, we're actually going to speak with your colleague on um, a new initiative that you guys are doing that it does have a PACE connection. So tell us how there's some similarities, yet they're different. Yeah. So PACE, the program for all inclusive care for the elderly, is another um, option uh, for beneficiaries who have both Medicare and Medicaid or Medi-Cal in the state of California. And um, what happens is they get all of their Medicare and Medi-Cal benefits in one plan, but it's usually centered around a specific site, this PACE site where folks go for their care, both their medical care as well as their long-term services and support. So they might get nutrition, bathing assistance, um, you know, other things at this particular site. A FIDE-SNP does the same thing, but people get their care in the community with community providers or in their homes rather than focused on a PACE site. Certain PACE sites can do services in people's homes, but the focus is the center. For the FIDE-SNP, the focus is the person's home, where if we're providing meal services, if we're providing bathing assistance, it's in the individual's home, not so much in a center. 
And then for their medical care, they can access a broad network of um, providers who are contracted with the, with the plan. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then how SCAN has, you mentioned 270,000 uh, lives that you support and serve, which has grown significantly. You mentioned you're now in uh, Arizona, Nevada as well. I mean, I remember just recently you'd surpassed 200,000. So of the FIDE SNP, is that kind of a, just a small subset um, or are there a lot of people on the FIDE SNP program? Um, so we have about uh, 15,000 or so um, that are on the FIDE SNP program. Um, we hope to grow and expand that to new counties. Um, so we're excited about that because we do think it's a fantastic option for um, dual beneficiaries to have everything, not just coordinated like a regular DSNP, but fully integrated um, so that they don't have to worry about getting their, you know, incontinence supplies from one place and their their primary care from another. So it. um, it's a great option, but um, yeah, we have that. And then within that product, um, about 24, 2,500 of those folks meet nursing facility level of care. Okay. So they are people who uh, ordinarily would be in an institution, but through SCAN, we are keeping those people living in the community, which is what those people want and is what, what, what the state wants. Yeah, absolutely. So of the 15,000 in the FIDE SNP, um, which again stands for Fully Integrated Dual Special Needs Plan. Did I get that right? Fully Integrated Dual Eligible Special mm -hmm. Needs Plan. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> we need a better uh, name, but that's the name Medicare gave us. <laughs> got it. Thank you for the clarification. Um, the 15,000 now, do they? so CalAIM is this new initiative started in 2022, for those of you that don't know. Uh, that provides a lot of access, as Eve had shared earlier, to things like enhanced care management, but also community supports, which are different labels of services um, that are, are, I guess, more accessible and available to these folks. Of the 15,000, are they all have the ability to eventually receive CalAIM services, or is there only a subset? I know. Can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, so CalAIM is, is an umbrella term for, you know, a pretty much complete overhaul of the Medi-Cal system, right? Not just focused on dual populations, but focused on formerly incarcerated populations, foster care system, et cetera. Within the dual space, um, there are multiple things happening with CalAIM. Uh, one is the transition of CalMediConnect to a new kind of product, um, which is similar to a FIDE-SNP, but not as integrated as a FIDE-SNP. It's still, you know, one part of the organization doing your Medicare, another part of the organization doing your Medi-Cal. Um, so when you say like, can can all the 15,000 participate in CalAIM? Um, all duels in California who are enrolled in a managed care entity will be in some way participating in CalAIM. The special new services that CalAIM is allowing, like the community support services. Um, those services, um, it's kind of complicated for us. So, so many of those services we already provide. Gotcha. Like there are things like um, meal support, in-home personal care. There's a list of you know these 15 services that are community support. Many of those services, all of SCAN's FIDE SNP members can get. Um, some of those services you have to meet criteria, so you have to be nursing facility level of care in order to get. 
But then uh, what we did for the transition of whole person care into CalAIM, so rather than these programs being managed um, outside of the CalAIM structure um, for people experiencing homelessness, you know, um, folks who are um, very vulnerable, there's a set of additional services that we've now um, requested that we participate in. So we're focused our new services on um, housing navigation assistance, rent um, assistance, uh, post-acute stabilization, recuperative care, those sorts of things specifically for our homelessness, our population experiencing homelessness. So all SCAN members who are in our FIDESNIP gets, you know, that list of CalAIM services for the most part. Yeah. Um, although we're not doing right now, um, we're not doing housing modification, home, you know, home modification um, on that list. So there are a couple that we're, we're not doing. Um, but like, for example, nursing home diversion is on there. Yeah. Well, basically the FIDESNIP is nursing home diversion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so it's it's hard to fit us into that bucket, but we I think embody the goals of CalAIM, which is full integration in order to improve the lives of the beneficiaries. Um, and then CalAIM has allowed us to provide some additional services for particularly vulnerable folks, those folks experiencing homelessness. Awesome, and uh, that brings me back to your college days that we talked about earlier. And I know Scan. Um, we have other episodes with SCAN if folks want to check it out, um, including some of their uh, big effort with the Homeless Initiative, uh, mm-hmm. which is, is is great. And that's not just for SCAN members, actually. You guys are trying to help others outside of SCAN as well with the homeless um, services and, and accessibility to care, which is really neat. So, um, it, it, I mean, I, I've gone through my questions, Eve. This has been great. Is there anything else about your CalAIM focus that you think our audience should know? Um, well, I, I, think, um, I think people should focus on the, the ultimate goal of CalAIM, which is that full integration. And, um, and models like PACE and the FIDESNIP are models that the, that the state is working towards. Um, and just that, you know, I, I think CalAIM is a really great um, step in the right direction for that kind of integration and focusing on populations. But we're, you know, we're overhauling things that have existed for a really long time. Um, so I am nervous that the beneficiaries will be um, confused in the transition. And so the only thing that I would say to folks is, um, you know, try to support the folks that you serve, your patients, the the beneficiaries that you work with, and you know, choosing wisely and um, recognizing that there are going to be fantastic options for them, like Pace, like the FIDESNIP that have existed for a long time, and the state is actually now moving more towards those kinds of models. So we're excited about that. Awesome, Eve. Well, hey, really appreciate you, uh, folks. We put this. Uh, this recording together on pretty short notice and Eve made herself available. Um, thank you to Sephra as well, uh, Sephra Orlando for making this uh, a reality. Um, Eve, thanks so much. Sure, take care. Robbie, thanks so much for joining the show today. You got it, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, so I know you're on the East Coast there, so it's about midday, it's uh, early in the morning here where I'm recording. Uh, Robbie, to start our shows, we typically like to get to know the guest a little bit outside of the workplace. 
So can you share maybe a fun fact, uh, something about you outside of the workplace? Um, look, um, these days it's, it is family first alongside, you know, building my place health. I have an amazing support system behind me and my wife and amazing kids. They are my everything behind, you know, building my place right now. Awesome. Awesome. Any activities you guys like to do together? Anything with your kids? Uh, we're lucky. They like just about anything. So whether it's, you know, popping into the, to the city outdoors, um, sports, uh, we, we try to keep it active. All right. That's great. Cool. So did you grow up, uh, there in the Connecticut area or where's kind of your hometown, would you say? I uh, grew up in New Orleans. That will always be in my blood. Uh, but, um, uh, I've been, been in the, the Northeast for most of my professional life. Okay. Awesome. Are you a Saints fan by chance? Who dat? That's right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I have a few colleagues who will love hearing that. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So you grew up, uh, hometowns, New Orleans, but you spent most of your time there in the Northeast. Um, tell us about at what point in your life did you see healthcare as a career opportunity? Healthcare started for me early. I think I, like so many people, ended up on the business side of healthcare, thought I wanted to be in, in pre-med, uh, ended up double majoring in, in business and been in the business side of healthcare ever since. So, Awesome. Awesome. And I know you've worked uh, for some large organizations like Anthem, Kaiser Permanente. What eventually led to the opportunity with My Place Health? You know, the, um, I think the, the pivotal point for me in finding my career calling was when I joined CareMore. CareMore is an integrated care delivery system, and they've, um, for, for so long, um, had had a, a, a model that was ahead of its time. And it's where I really started to learn what was possible in healthcare system redesign. And the rest of my career steps have followed in, in that path of value-based integrated care and trying to be a, a part of uh models and 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 healthcare um companies that there should be a lot more of in our industry today okay awesome so at what point did my place health come on the radar tell us about the background um, who's involved um my place health came on the radar when um we had uh some common interest here um uh with this scan group team the idea was in initially incubated um with the scan group team they have an incredible mission focused group of um leaders and board members and um Sachin Jane, the CEO and Benoit Bansali leads their ventures development and two board members who have devoted a lot of their career to um helping seniors to uh age in place healthily. Um and in searching for a partner, um we found the perfect match in Commonwealth Care Alliance, which shares a very common mission focused DNA to serve those who need it the most in Medicare and Medicaid programs. Um, so now both are sponsoring this work. They're both um uh, they see how PACE requires specific capabilities and focus. So they, they said that the best way to go about it is joining forces in this separate organization now. So for me as an entrepreneur, it's like a dream team syndicate um, seeding us with an incredible mission. Um, and they bring tried and true capabilities for us to now build upon and learn from. Robbie, tell me a little bit more about the CCA or Commonwealth Airlines. You got it. Um, you know, two of uh, our ardent supporters and sponsors here, um, Chris Palmieri, Don Stifler, uh, countless others that bring uh, just a wealth of uh, background and experience serving this similar population. And they're doing some pretty incredible innovative things too. They're, they're now in four states, uh, have a very ambitious plan to keep expanding and uh, uh, this common DNA shared with SCAN focusing on populations who need it the most. 
Awesome. Awesome. So my place health, um, how did they come up with the name my place? Uh, you know, it, our success relies upon helping uh, seniors who, as they grow older, have various health conditions, prevent them from being independent. Um, and, you know, overwhelmingly seniors want to stay in their, in their homes and in their community and not crash into nursing home care. Yeah. So was, this was directly in line with our, our mission to enable seniors to live the independent life they deserve. Wherever that place is, um, each person deserves to to live independently and safely in their preferred place. Okay, awesome. So you guys have officially made yourselves known to the public uh, just recently. Uh, tell us about, you mentioned PACE, and that's the model of care. That's a big focus for you folks. Um, I think many of our audience know about PACE, but some may not. Can you give a quick overview of what PACE is? Yeah, sure. PACE is actually an acronym for the Program for All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. It's funded by both Medicare and Medicaid, and it was launched almost three decades ago. And it's, um, it's a fairly comprehensive care program that assists seniors with their health and social lives, especially focusing on those who uh, become disabled later, later in life. Um, and at the core is in what they call an interdisciplinary care team, which is essentially a highly cohesive team of medical experts that coordinates all care for their participants. It includes doctors, nurses, therapists, social workers, personal care aides, and much more. Um, it covers the entire continuum of medical care. So primary care, specialty care, coordination of hospital stays, um, it's also your provider and your health plan. So we manage and pay for all services through a contracted network around us. And, and ultimately, it's it's a model where we worry about keeping you healthy and tending to your health needs so you don't have to worry about it. Um, and it's important to note as we're launching My Place Health, when you ask, we're standing upon a wide body of, of research. Uh, over 30 years, PACE has shown to be incredibly effective at reducing hospitalizations, ED visits, nursing home stays, you know, plus uh, payments to PACE programs are on average a whole 15% lower than what state Medicaid programs would typically pay. Um, so, you know, we're launching now and standing upon the shoulders of over 140 other mission-driven PACE organizations and community leaders that have come before us who have literally poured their life's work into establishing a gold standard care model. Yeah, it seems like PACE um, is really growing. I know there's been some legislative changes that have allowed some other people to come in to do PACE where previously that was not an option. PACE is not easy to stand up. I mean, it's, it's quite an investment to build a program before going live. Um, can you give us an idea of where and when you think you guys will be open for business, if you will? Would love to, we're hard at work on it now. I think it's, you know, it's safe to say we're aligned with our strategic partners and um, a select few other um, uh, potential partners as well, because um, it's, uh, uh, there's, there's a whole consortium of other community-based, you know, health plans and others who, you know, have similar DNA to scan and CCA and focusing within their footprints too. Got it. So in other words, it's being built. Uh, we're not quite ready to share quite yet where everything will be. Did I get that right? Stay tuned. All right. Awesome. Cool. And then, so with the PACE program, you gave an overview of the program. What are some of the, once you guys are open for business, I guess, how do you measure success with your patient care? Uh, so first and foremost, I think there's a, there's a culture of clinical excellence that uh, we will be very intentional, intentional about. Um, we, uh, 
we, we do have to do nothing short of meet the industry, what, what the industry has established uh, with some incredible outcomes here um, with respect to um, preventing hospital admissions, um, avoiding ED visits, all unnecessary and caring for folks in ways that they are not getting cared for in the, in the legacy fee-for-service health system. So that part is super important. Um, another one is going to be the, the way we are, you know, great stewards and custodians of, you know, public resources. You know, these are Medicare and Medicaid programs. So yeah. compliance from day one is going to be an incredibly important uh, aspect of, of the way we build the company. Um, and then there are other bits, you know, this is um, this requires folks who are very mission focused, uh, bring great compassion um, and, you know, the ways we kind of measure how our team connects and brings great experience and shows empathy and humility, cultural competency, you know, but those are all things on day one, we want to make sure we're measuring. So if folks want to stay tuned, I know it's early on with My Place Health, is the website the best place to follow, um, LinkedIn, social media, how can folks kind of keep tabs of My Place Health? Yeah, I think that's, that's right. Um, that's, uh, would certainly be helpful. You can also reach right out through those platforms. Happy to provide more info as well. Okay, Robbie, awesome. Well, we kind of went through that really quickly. Um, is there anything else we should know about My Place Health or any upcoming announcements or dates we should be aware of? Uh, no dates yet. We just, you know, un unveiled the company uh, a little while ago, but, you know, we're, we're hard at work. There, uh, there are so many folks in need who need this. And, you know, for us in scaling this mission, we're going to try to get to as many as we can. Awesome, Robbie. Awesome. Well, hey, really excited for you guys. Um, as uh, many of you know in the audience, my mom is a SCAN member and uh, SCAN does a lot of great stuff. So really appreciate you making the time, Robbie. And um, I want to wish you the best with My Place Up. I'll definitely be following closely. Thanks so much for your time as well. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.